Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of KDHL's AM Minnesota program. We have a delightful guest. Well, all our guests are delightful, but our guest, our delightful guest this morning is Elizabeth Child. And you are the executive director of the Rice County United Way, right? Yep, that's right. Well, fantastic. We were talking a little bit before hitting the airwaves that I was on the United Way board way back in ancient history. You probably won't remember 1990. Yeah, I do remember it. I worked for United Way in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was very different then, you know. Um, it was it was like the big, you know, nonprofit that everybody gave to through their workplace, and there wasn't much competition. So it was a little bit different. Well, than the it whole is now. the whole idea behind the United Way makes perfect sense. Why have every single organization doing their own thing, trying to raise money when you can have one organization raise money for all those organizations? Isn't that kind of how it's supposed I to mean, work? I mean, that is really, that was really the idea of it at the very, I mean, it's 150 years old in this community, over 50. So, I mean, it has been working for a long time. But yes, now nonprofits do their own fundraising as well. So a good question might be, why United Way? Yeah, that is. That was going to you be. you want me to answer that? That was going to be my next <laughs> yeah. question. Go yeah. ahead. Um, I mean, I think still it does. We talk, I talked to United Way. I started a couple years ago, and I talked to United, uh, I'm sorry, nonprofit directors in the community to say, you know, what, what can we do for you? Why should we be here? And what I heard over and over again is United Way is one of the few, very few funders that doesn't attach strings to their giving. So when something happened like Faribault during the pandemic needed a new food shelf, their food shelf had closed. Right. Um, we could, the funds that we gave to the CAC and other partners could be used for that because we didn't have strings that said you have to use it for this particular program. That doesn't mean we don't fund particular programs, but we also offer these flexible grants. And I think that's one really good reason. The other reason is a lot of people, they're not spending their time looking at all the nonprofits and seeing what the greatest needs are in this area, but we are. So if you give to United Way, we will give to the greatest needs in the community. That is the reason for the United Way. You have a day of caring coming up. Yes. Just a couple weeks. Yes, we do. So September 22nd is a Friday. Uh, a lot of volunteers will be coming out. Last count, we had somewhere between 85 and 95 volunteers just in Faribault. And then in Northfield, we've got another probably 50. So there's a lot of volunteers coming out to do projects for nonprofits. It's a big volunteer day. Um, one of the reasons we do it is to connect people to the community. I think there's a great will out there to give back and to do something. And you just have to ask. So I feel like Day of Caring is kind of a gateway to volunteering. Here, try this. We'll make it easy for you. We'll set it up for you. We'll give you breakfast. We'll give you lunch. We'll make it kind of fun for you. But we'll also give you access to some of the nonprofits that need help. And maybe that means you'll volunteer more in the future. Yeah, I love that idea, Day of Caring. Interesting that it's on a Friday. Mm -hmm. So school kids. 
Yeah, we do have some young people doing it on a Saturday. I call that day of caring plus, and it's sort of unadvertised. Um, but mostly it's company groups that are doing it. So Sage, Daikin, uh. um, and they have volunteer hours. So many of them are given a certain number of hours that they can volunteer during work hours. So that's why we're doing it on a Friday. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And you are full. You don't need any more volunteers, right? Actually, I'm really, really surprised. We have more volunteers. Actually, we are going to line up every volunteer with a project, but we actually had more volunteers than we expected. Yeah. Awesome. Let's applaud Faribault and Northfield for that. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, having lived here for 36 years, one of the reasons I've stayed here that long is because of the heart mm. in this part of the country. Mm. I think you find giving hearts in Faribault and I know you find giving hearts in Northfield and throughout this entire region. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. Neighbors will help neighbors. They will. And you don't find that everywhere. No. I think it's great. And I think it's great that the companies get behind it too because they have to pay their, they're literally paying their staff to go out and do something in the community. So we really appreciate that. Absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit more about United Way and how people can get involved. You still need board members? We, we need board members. Um, we have about 10. As we men you mentioned before we started here, we've got two student board members this year. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. And we're, so we like to cover the ground, like, we need people, we want young people, we want men, women, Faribault, Northfield, diversity. So that's really great. I mean, we could have 15 board members. So if anybody's interested in that, yeah, contact me for sure. The question is, would you want 15? Because it's easier to get 10 people to agree to something than 15 people to agree to something. Follow me? I've never had that problem okay. of having too many board members. So I guess I'll take a risk. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> We're going to visit more with Elizabeth Childs, but right now, or it's child. Yeah. It's not plural. Elizabeth right. Child. She's our guest today. She's the executive director of the Rice County United Way. Right now, we're going to get our opening market report, a service of your KDHL Agri Boosters. They include Community Co-op Oil Association, Faribault. Everyone's welcome to be part of that company. Get your clean burning propane from Community Co-op. They've been local since 1925. And T&W Towing, your hazmat spill restoration experts. Corn and hog futures are mixed on Thursday mornings. Soybeans are lower, cattle are higher. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits the products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are modestly lower. The trade's exiting positions added to the end of the marketing year and the holiday weekend. Hot, dry weather is a concern, and China bought another 132,000 tons of new crop U.S. soybeans this morning. September beans are down six and a quarter at 1375. November's four and a half lower at 1382 and a quarter. Uh, September bean meals down two dollars eighty cents at 42020. September soybean oil seven points lower at 6547. Uh, corn's narrowly mixed, consolidating with concerns about possible late-season stress in parts of the Midwest. Corn export sales have been slow, but demand for new crop is showing signs of improving. September's up one and a quarter at 463, and December's now a quarter higher at 481. 
And wheat's mostly lower as deliveries against Chicago and Kansas City's September contracts have been heavy. September Chicago is now a quarter cent lower at 576.5, uh, just under its high for the session. Cotton and rice futures are supported by concerns about the weather. December cotton's up 29 at 88.17. March is 36 higher at 88.10. September rice is up 12 and a half at 16.83. November's four and a half higher at 16.73 and a half. Cattle are up, waiting for widespread direct business. October lives 30, uh, now 40 higher at 180.45. December's up 17 at 184.40. October feeders are 35 higher at 255.57. And hogs have turned mostly higher on spread trade and their discount to the cash index. October's up a dime at 83.70. December's 27 higher at 75.37. And over on Wall Street, pretty solid day for crude oil so far. You can follow us on X at Brownfield. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Again, our KDHL Agra boosters include, I did not list them all for you, and I will try to remedy that right now, Northland Buildings, quality post-frame construction. Go to northlandbuildings.com. Craig Keller, Keller Insurance Agency, Nearstrand. He helps protect all things that are near and dear to your heart. And 321 Fence, Faribault, specializing in top-quality fences for residential and commercial properties. Finding a high-quality fencing company can be as simple as 321. Contact Micah soon, 321fenceinc.com. That's 321fenceinc.com. Again, our guest today here on our AM Minnesota program is the executive director of the Rice County United Way. Executive director is Elizabeth Child. And we appreciate her stopping by our studios today. Thanks for coming down from Northfield. Oh, you bet. Because I know the, the headquarters is Northfield, right? You have the office in Northfield. We have the office in Northfield. Um, we are opening a bookstore down the street on yes. Central, 227 Central. So I'll definitely be popping in there quite a bit. Yeah. How's that coming? Oh, it's coming really well. We have well over 2,000 books. Um, I tell you what, I got a garage that's filled with a lot of books. Yeah, it's all, and great. Gently used books. Throw out the ones that are not, but give us the ones that are just Most of them are used. brand new that have been sent to me by publishing companies that want me to have the author on the air, that sort of thing, oh. right? They have never even, for the most part, been opened, many of them. Well, if you have books... Contact me and we'll we'll pick them up or we'll find a time to meet you downtown. So what's the plan for opening this? Um, well, the plan is to open sometime in September. We don't have an exact date. It's called Books on Central. Um, I would watch for it because I'll send out a news release for sure. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Love to get the word out about that. And you are looking for, you said gently use books. Yep. All different kinds. Obviously, there are some kinds you don't want. Uh, we are looking for almost all kinds of books. There's a few exceptions, would be things that are really tattered, um, old yearbooks, textbooks we do not want. And um, we have been offered many sets of encyclopedias and we're not taking encyclopedias. But otherwise, you know, you've read a great book, you loved it, you want to pass it on to somebody else, give it to us. The money that we make on that book will go back to the community. Yeah. When I think of all the money I've spent on books over the years, and these are the ones I just mentioned are mostly free, right? They're like I say, a publishing company will send it out. Yeah. 
but I've spent oodles and oodles of money on books. And it really makes more sense when you think about it to go to the library, check it out, and you can take it back. Yeah. I think some people just love to have bookshelves that they can look at all the spines of the books and think that they might read them again. <laughs> I like the smell, right, of a library, the yeah, books, all the books yeah. in a library, which is basically what you guys, it's not going to be a library. This is a bookstore that you're opening. It is a store. Yeah, but for very inexpensive. Books have gotten really expensive. I don't well, know if you Well, you can say that. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you can come in and now you can get a book for 2 or $5 for it might be a nice hardback. And, you know, you don't have to spend that. And when you're done with it, maybe just bring it back to us. But you also can feel like, hey, I got to read a book really inexpensively and I'm giving back to the community. Sure. So this is a fundraiser for the United Way? Yeah, we were looking for other revenue sources and just realized there wasn't a bookstore in Faribault. You're right there. Um, I happen to know somebody that works at one in the Atlanta area. And I thought, wow, that's... The other thing that's happening is we get so many volunteers that just want to work at a bookstore. So I think we're going to be able to do it all volunteer run. That'll be great. cool. Yeah. And hours and all that stuff have yet to be determined as well, I would assume. Yeah, I think we'll start out, yes, it's yet to be determined. We'll, we'll start out probably weekends and maybe Wednesday through Saturday or Sunday, something like and that. Then we get closer to Christmas, maybe ramp that up a little bit because yeah. the perfect gift over the years, I've given a lot of books away. I've received a lot of books from family members because they know what I'm interested in and vice mm -hmm. versa. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that we will probably be giving away there, so... Are you familiar with Dolly Parton's Imagination Library? Oh, sure, Library? absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we started asking people who were part of that program where they send a book a month home. It's, it's a program that we run, we manage, and Dolly Parton funds. Um, but anyway, we, we send books home to kids. They sign up for it. We send books home. But after a while, the parents don't know what to do with these books. So we started asking for them back. And we've gotten oodles and oodles of them back. And so we'll probably be giving those away. So if a kid comes into the store and wants a book, we can give them a Dolly Parton book. And tying in with that, there is going to be some film screenings about the literary crisis in this country. Right. Yes. Yeah, so The Right to Read is a film that was done in the last year about the literacy crisis. Um, I think they're saying nationwide about a third of kids read at their grade level. So that means like two thirds of kids are not reading at their grade level by the end of third grade. In this community, it's a little higher than yes. that, but we still struggle. Still in Faribault, less than half of kids are reading at grade level by the end of third grade, which is this key benchmark. Well, if you can't read, you can't do anything. Right. Yeah. You have to be able to read to do math. Exactly. To do anything, to no. get any kind of head start in life. So we're big on literacy. This Right to Read film is going to be happening um, both in Northfield and Faribault. In Faribault, it'll be at Buckham Memorial Library October 10th. And it's free. Um, you can check out their website. It's at 530. You can just show up. And the nice thing about it is, in addition to what's happening nationally, we're having uh, Superintendent Jamie Benty in. And he will talk about what's happening locally with literacy. And how they're hoping to correct it? Exactly. I mean, the whole, you know, return to phonics, the training that, you know, all teachers are going to be getting now um, because of state, the legislature voted that they all should do this letters training. 
I, I probably am speaking a little bit out of school, so Jamie will be in to talk about that later in the month, but um, in terms of who has to take this training. But the training is all about, you know, kind of the return to phonics and fundamentals of reading, which schools had turned away from. And that, in turn, seems to have created this reading crisis. Yeah. Some people blame it on COVID, but that was not... You know, it may have exacerbated the problem, but it didn't cause the problem. It definitely exacerbated the problem, but it didn't cause it, yeah. We've been having trouble for decades with the, the turn down in literacy rates. So is this a united way, like all over the country effort, or is this just local? It's, it doesn't really have anything to do with United Way. We just found out about the film, and we got some funders to help purchase it. Um, and so... We are sponsoring it along with uh, Rotary of Northfield, Northfield Public Library. Um, we're also talking to Faribault Rotary about helping us out too. Well, I'm, I'm confident they'll probably do that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's a great idea and actually probably a little late. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So again, the Faribault effort is on Tuesday, October 10th from 5.30 to 7.30 in the Great Hall of Buckham Memorial Library and the Northfield Showing will be on Wednesday, September 20th from 6 to 8 in the evening at the Northfield Public Library. We've had their librarian on our, we do a Northfield sort of version of this show twice a month up at Atwood Group, Professional Pride Realty Building there in Northfield. Oh, I didn't know that. And so maybe we should get you and the superintendent of Northfield on. Oh, that'd be great. To yeah. promote that sometime in the future. That'd be great. Reading is just so essential. It is so essential. One of the things I am most thankful for is that our parents were both, they read all the time and they passed that on to all of us kids. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a good gift. And it is parents reading to kids. It's, that's where it starts. And that's why we do Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. It's all about getting parents reading to kids. And how does that make you a better reader? Well, I mean, first of all, Kids that don't have books in their home, they're not attracted to books when they get to school. In fact, they can be kind of afraid of reading. Sure. So just having books around makes it something that they really look forward to. So when a book comes in the mail with the kid's name on it, they want to open it immediately, and they often ask their parents to read to them. And so just hearing the words and looking at the pictures and just getting the feel for it. I think it just creates a love of books. Right, and then you're a role model of sorts, the, the parent, right, for reading yeah. to their kid, yeah, absolutely. spending time with them. And we do have, uh, Dolly Parton's Imagination has um, bilingual books as well. So there's Spanish-English books. So that can be helpful too, because reading in any language is helpful. It doesn't have to be English. That's right. There's quite a Somalian population here in Faribault. Yeah, and we're working on getting some Somali books in the bookstore. Right. That would be essential, I would think. Mm -hmm. You want to get people reading. Exactly. exactly. Same in the schools, mm -hmm. in the public and parochial schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, Elizabeth Child is with me. She's the executive director of the United, uh, the United Way of Rice County. And you say you've been in this position, what, two years? Is that right? Two years and about two and a half years. I started as an interim about 
Six years before that, I was executive director of the Northfield Area United Way. Ah. And then I came back. So I took a hiatus. This job changed to all of Rice County, became a full-time job. I was looking for work again, and the job opened up. I came back as interim and thought, hmm, yeah, this, this is a pretty good job. I think I'll come back. And it's been working, having both Faribault and Northfield in one office? It has been. I do think, Gordy, that having our presence in Faribault is important, and, and that's why the bookstore is important, because I do think there's people in Faribault that maybe see us as more Northfield, but we're really not. We're all of Rice County. And if you look at the nonprofits that we fund, many of them have gone from being either just Faribault or Northfield to all of Rice County. So that's the trend. Now, when I was on the United Way board many, many moons ago, it was part of the allocation committee. And I think I noted in an email I sent to you the other day that every person should have to be on a United Way allocation committee and then they would realize just how much need there is in this area. Yeah, they would. It's a great way to get to know the community and what the needs are. You read through all the grant proposals. You help make decisions about where the money goes. And frankly, one of the reasons I'm bald is I was pulling my hair out because there's not enough funds to go around for all these. Yeah, usually you can only give about half of what people ask for. But that's pretty common with... Grant, I mean, I think everybody applying for grants knows that. So, you know, you, it's just reality. Yeah. So you've gone beyond the frustration point, right? Well, I know, what it's, like. I know it's what it's like because I apply for grants too. <laughs> <laughs> and you're lucky to get half of what you ask for. It's just part of the process. It you got to live with it, right? Yeah. And they're going to various different grantors. We're not the only ones. So. But that's the shame of it all in my opinion, is there's this great need and you can't fulfill it. I know. And that's know. the frustrating part. Well. But it's great that Rice County United Way is there to at least assist in some of the funding. You know, and our nonprofits have done a great job of fundraising. Um, they're getting money from outside the community, which is great. Um, you know, I think that what we do is, you know, we, we supplement that. But I think there's just, I think they're doing, doing well. There's always a lot of need and there's always those that are on the margins. We wish we could help more. So if people be, were interested in becoming a board member, you meet once a month, once a quarter, how does that work? We're trying out something this year where we meet in person every other month and virtually every other month. Ah. Because that way we can keep the momentum, but people don't have to actually be someplace every month. And I, I think that's going to work. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Does save on the driving time. Yeah. And we've got the technology. Why not? I mean, it's one, one benefit of COVID. Everybody got used to doing that. That's true. Teams or whatever mm -hmm. they call. Zoom or, yeah. For all sure. of those different mm -hmm. ways to communicate. Right. Awesome. United Way on your website, the Bryce County United Way website, says the United Way of Faribault was started in 1956. That's before I was born. And the United Way of Northfield was started in 1972. Okay. 
That's what it says on your website. Yeah, I, I, I knew that's really great to know, actually, that it was on there because... Um, well, you can't read every single thing on your own No, website. and I knew that... I knew that Northfield started in 72, and I knew Faribault started before us, but that's that's amazing. Yeah, 1956, even before I hit the planet, which is a long, long time ago. Merger of Faribault and Northfield happened in 2019 right. because it was needed. It was needed. I can't really speak too much to that because right. I wasn't there right. during that time, yep. but I, I think... You know, there's so many efficiencies in bringing the two together. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Administratively. Well, yeah, I was going to say, why do, Why would you want an administrator in each community when you could have one overseeing both? And to tell you the truth, we were the very last United Way in the state of Minnesota not to be countywide. So it, it just made a lot of sense. Does every county have a United Way? Not every county has a United Way. Um, I can't tell you which ones don't, but... Um, yeah, not everyone does. 87 counties, right, Minnesota? Is that right? I think that's what it is. Yeah. If I remember correctly, and I could remember wrong, mm -hmm. Lord knows I don't know the best. A lot of times what happens if a county had a United Way and, and they aren't able to fund one anymore is another United Way will pick that up. So, like, if you look at Goodhue, it also, um, I think, has several other counties around it that it serves. So that's also become more common. Now, were you here when they decided to come up with the idea for the bookstore? It was my idea. It was your idea. That's what I was going to ask you. Is. It was my idea. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Partly because I was visiting a friend in the Atlanta area, and she was driving me to the airport and telling me how much fun, like her favorite thing to do was, was to, to volunteer at the nonprofit bookstore in town. And I thought, huh, I just kind of logged that in my head, came back, started talking to some board members, and we thought, you know what, let's see if we can do that. That same time, as you probably know, they were investing in downtown Faribault and needed stores to start, you know, emerging. Well, we're not a building owner. We're able to fill one of those beautiful buildings downtown that was sitting empty. So we were able to get a good deal on rent. And, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you use this service. You want it to stick around, right? We don't have a bookstore now. Right. Thanks to the United Way, we're going to have a bookstore. Let's support it. Thank you. We appreciate that. I'm, I'm dead serious about that. Yeah. I mean, people complain they don't have something and then they don't use it. Well, it's not going to stay around if you don't use it. Right, right. And you're going to have every kind of book in there. Just about. Yeah. Kids books. Oh, tons of kids' books. Adult books, teen, teenagers, well, obviously, aren't reading a lot. There's a youth section. Um, there's certainly a lot of, there's a whole prize-winning book section. So books that have won Pulitzer Prizes or other books. So you know you're getting really nice quality books. And if you're like a Stephen King reader, you can get tons of books like that as well. Yeah, so. used to be they said that there weren't enough books for boys mm. back in the day. Mm. I don't know if that's still the case. I don't know. I mean, there's certainly a lot of, you know, mysteries. And what do boys, I'll ask you, what do boys like to read? I don't know. <laughs> I'm long past the boys' stage. Long past that. Now, when I was a kid, I, I'm not ashamed to say I read comic books. Yeah. That's reading. Yeah. And now they have graphic novels 
And we, I know we have at least a few graphic novels in the store. So will you take picture books? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you talking about, like, coffee table picture yeah. books? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I don't think we have very many of them, but, yeah, why not? I mean, they may not be as popular now as they once were. Exactly, yeah. And I don't know. There's something about having a book in your hand. I've, I haven't gotten to the electronic Kindle thing or anything. Have you? Well, I will admit I read on Kindle, but I also read regular books. And I like to go back and forth. Frankly, the Kindle is for travel. It's great um, for reading in bed and not having the light on bothering your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have that book on the plane, too. Yeah. Most of the books I purchased, I think, were in airports. Yeah. Where you pay more than you should. I think the jury's still out on how it impacts your eyes reading all the time on a phone or or a device. So I do think having real hard cover, hardback books is um, probably really good. Yeah, well, especially when you sit in front of a computer most of your work day, you don't want to be doing that when you're on the plane. You just read a book and you can put a bookmark in there and yeah. the old fashioned way. Exactly. Well, thanks for coming in, Elizabeth. And we look forward to visiting with you more in the future. Uh, you're more than welcome to come back on the 14th of September when Superintendent Benty will be joining me in studio. We'll be talking about the start of school and how all that is going. And then, of course, we can plug your event and talk about reading in the Faribault Public Schools. And thanks for starting the bookstore. Yeah, you're welcome. We'll look forward to seeing you down there, Gordy. We need it. Well, I've got, like I said, many books I can bring down and donate. Awesome. They, they might as well be used. Awesome. You know, I offer them to the library, and they can't take used books at a library. No. Wasn't nope. that silly? I mean, I understand that the, they don't have their hands are tied, but it didn't make a lot of sense to me. You have a super-duper day. Thank you. And Thanks for having me. All of our listeners, too, have great days out there. The weather's supposed to be great. It's going to be real hot this weekend, so get ready for all of that, too.